We're Not Dead, a podcast about a story of survival. Hello and welcome to episode 20 of We're Not Dead, the official community podcast for We're Alive. I am your host, Brittany Brombacher, and I am joined this week by Nick Voodoo. And I have sad news. What? I've, I've run out of ways to say bam. I know. I really liked the intro that you guys did for the last episode that released. Pew, pew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you guys did a really good job. It was hilarious. Uh, it was good times. Um, It is just Nick and I today. And before we dive into this podcast, I have some house cleaning, some we're not dead house cleaning, if you will. Um, so the reason that Nick, Greg, and Bees did an episode was because I was in Mexico, and I'm sure Bees said that. Um, oh, yes, we did. We made fun of you uh, blogging. I, th- I think we tried to make fun of you. I think we made fun of you when I had very horrible computer problems, ha. and we had to cut the whole thing out. <laughs> so you cannot make fun of me. The world will not allow it. Son of a bitch! <laughs> um, so I was in Mexico, and um, then I got sick with a few different parasites, and I'll spare you all the details. Um, Thank you. Yeah, you're very welcome. Um, so that is why last week I had to make another emergency trip to the doctor, so we were not able to record last week. But we are back. Um some sad news. Greg has decided to take a step back from We're Not Dead. Um, I don't know if you follow him on IGN. I'm sure you do. But he is extremely swamped with some awesome new projects. You know, his new YouTube series, Up at Noon, is fantastic. You should really check that out. Um, and, you know, with PS Vita launching soon and all that, he's just really busy. But we hope that he'll be able to come on for um, some guest episodes. And then, you know, of course, if there's any sort of We're Alive live event, you know, we're hoping he'll come back and help me host those good fun things too. Um, the next thing is that Beesball will now be editing these podcasts because he has Ooh. one he has one up to me that bastard after <laughs> Oh, you say it like like it's really bad what he did. Oh no, it's it's really good what he did. That's why I'm laughing. Um no, it, it sounds good. You know, he put the clips in there and everything. Um the truth is I just don't have time to put all those in there and I know the podcast sounds better with those in there. Therefore, I'm handing these editing responsibilities to the bees and yeah. If nothing else it's going to be a great way for bees to just sort of give you a, a nice little fuck you to whoever makes a comment about the podcast just like, "Oh, didn't so and so say this at this time and like this and then all of a sudden behind us while well, we're, you know, in post, mm-hmm. it's going to come in and we're going to look like a jackass, but we're not going to know it." So that's <laughs> going to be the most brilliant thing about it. Bees is going to be able to like make us look retarded <laughs> and so stupid. We don't need bees to look retarded, my friend. I mean, I'm just saying. Uh, okay. Okay. My confidence. I need to give a shout out to In Transit 74. He's a listener. He's a good little internet buddy of mine. Um, each time he was supposed to come on an episode, some snafu happened, and um, yet again, I think he was supposed to be on this week, but things were just so crazy that I uh, didn't really have the time to like schedule all of that. So, In Transit 74, we will get you on here. And I think I do owe you a plate of hot wings now because I said I would buy you one if I didn't get you on this week. And I did not get you on this week. So next time we're at a convention like PAX, let me know and I will buy you a plate of hot wings. Ooh, they're called buffalo wings. Get it right. No, I like hot wings. Buffalo? Same. Is that like a East Coast, West Coast thing? No, actually, it's a Western New York versus the rest of the country thing. Oh. I'm from. I'm originally, uh, despite being from New York City and having the attitude of a New Yorker, mm-hmm. I'm actually a Western New York boy. 
Oh. So I take my wings very seriously. I can tell. Whatever. I still appreciate them more than you do. Okay, so let's... You're lucky you are like nine hours away <laughs> on a flight. Milking it for all it's worth. Um, so let's get into 26 port 2, and I think this it's called Those Who Overcome. Is that the... Who, who Overcomes. Who Overcomes. The same fucking thing. Excuse me. Someone was here before us. No, that doesn't mean that. Whoever was on the roof could have waited till after it was clear and then came down. I do the same thing. Okay, maybe. No, 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 I was right. Look, the tire tracks. So Saul and Victor are checking out the area surrounding the tower, and Victor noticed fresh tracks. They're both betting the tracks stem from the Maulers, but they're unsure of how fresh they are. They check the remaining bodies, but all of the pockets are turned out. Now I'm warning everybody, I haven't proofed this summary yet, so just bear with me. Nick, please correct me, and bees make me look like a jackass. Alright. <laughs> I'll do my best to correct you. Um, even the brass is missing. Eventually, Victor found a body that was recently turned who hadn't been checked out by the Maulers. This body has eight and grand written on the back of a wrapper. About that time, the collector showed up. The collectors meaning zombies coming to take the bodies away. Check it out. Eighth and grand? That would be something. Now, this is the weird comment. Like, I don't know how much stock to take into this because if you remember back, like when we first started off the series, you know, we buried like Cindy and we had the pile of bodies outside mm -hmm. and it wasn't like an immediate thing. Like they've only been away from the tower for about what, 24 hours since it so, collapsed. Something like they had the, they had the one night, they had the one overnight in the office building mm -hmm. where they had their little, their little pissing match and they all decided they're buddy, buddy again. Right. And then they went back. So that's only 24 hours. It seems weird to me that they're so concerned the bodies weren't, were still there. Uh -huh. It's not like the zombies were always pulling bodies immediately. It took them some time every once in a while. Maybe it's the evolution or whatever. It just seemed right. weird that they keyed on that. It was like, they haven't taken the bodies. Now they're coming. It was, and it was just Another interesting the question is, where do you think they're taking the bodies? Are they all settled in the hospital already? Either the hospital or uh, there's some people talking about two factions of zombies where there's, you know, there were the arena zombies and then there were are now the, uh, the hospital zombies and maybe there's another group somewhere else. And mm -hmm. who knows? Right now we have no idea. Hospital is probably the best bet. Word. Word. Several soldiers escorted Riley into the medical center near where we landed. The rest of us were escorted by Puck. All right. The so then we're coming back to Michael and company. So Riley was escorted into the medical center while the remaining others were escorted to the barracks by Puck and Carl. Michael notes that Fort Irwin looks pretty much the same as it had a year ago, minus the barracks. There's lots of walls up and stuff. Puck knows that there's only Puck notes that there's only one way in or, in or out, and they are not allowed one to leave the building until he checks on them right later here. that afternoon. That Puck says everyone is under orders not to talk to them and that they must stay off the second it. and third floors of the barracks. We know they have running water and they get showers every four days. But they smell like shit and they need them now. What if we have to go to the bathroom? Each room's got running water. Just don't waste it. We get showers every four days, but you all need it, so use it. So I'm assuming, like, all sexy time is done immediately by, like, the first day. Because then after that, you know, by the fourth. Anyway. All right. So they get, they, they get inside. Datu tries to share a room with Michael and Pigs. Michael pretty much says, uh, no. Datu says he's room. only getting kicked out of the share. room because he won't put out. And that Michael was going to get lucky tonight. To. No, I meant him. I didn't see you. Just because I don't put out? Mm-hmm. Okay. I see. Double stand. Which, by the way, was the most brilliant Datu line I since really... the last brilliant Datu line. 
Yeah, I the, really uh, like this the, personality the Datsu's taking on. Um, I think someone might have even said this in the forums, but Jay, the player, the player, <laughs> the uh, actor that um, voices Datsu, I think he's really like animated and just really like outgoing and just like you know spunky. And I think some of that's starting to translate into the character of Datsu. It was me. Was that you that said that? Yeah, because I was. I remember. Oh God, I don't even remember what episode you did it where you had the blooper reel. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Where Jay was just freaking improving and it was hilarious. Oh, that was so funny. Yes. And that was so funny. And you can. It's like those bits of personality of Jay you see starting to come out in Datu, and yeah. I think that's really cool. I like it too. Play what you know, and Datu is evolving into a character despite. All the hardship I gave him of King Datu, the fucking resourceful, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I do like, I've always enjoyed the character of Datu. Everyone can hate me for it because everyone thinks he's a whiny bitch. Uh, but I like Datu. I do. And I I've really like this Datu. personality he's taking on. Yes. All right. So Michael eventually passes out. Saul and Victor, we're coming back to them. Which, make by it- the way. Uh-huh. That was the most awkward transition of this entire series, I think. You thought, I mean, There's it kind of took just, me by surprise, but I don't know if it was, it was like, necessary. I don't remember anything else about that. See. I know, well, because it cuts out with Peg talking, Peg's talking, so you're, you know, you're, you're listening to it from Michael's point of view, and Peg's just rambling on about the cots and how they're not so comfortable, and then he just passes out. And that's all I remember about that. Right, and then it was, it's just one of those things, like, usually when they transition to another thing, it's like, music will, like, lead us somewhere else that was like, that's all I remember about that. And then all of a sudden, the scene just comes up with Victor, <laughs> and it was like, oh. Next. And so, I don't remember who who it was on the forum that said, uh, I, it reminded him of Forrest Gump, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> yeah. I thought that, too. That's the intersection up ahead. Stop here. We found the gate where normally you'd get in, but it was chained and locked. Any other way in? No. Follow me. Uh, so Saul and Victor make it to the intersection of 8th and Grand, and it turns out to be a construction site. The gate to get in and out was chained and locked. So they go to the building next door and walk up to the second floor so they can get a look, good look over the fence. The construction site looks abandoned. Victor sees a garden through the blinds. Apple, He sees apple and orange trees, and I think he said tomatoes, too, was another one. I... That- I think didn't they peek through the fence to see that? Was it the fence, or I thought they I were think already he, he inside? Peeked through the, he peeked through the fence because that's when Victor tried to sneak through it, uh-huh. and and Saul found that it was wired to an alarm. What are you seeing? Seriously? What are you looking at? It's a garden. Apple and orange trees on the back wall. There's a row of tomatoes, maybe, and there's a tank for water along the back. But there's no one here. It's a dead end. Maybe not. So they made this place? And they hit it well. You never know what's here if you drove by. And the trees? They had to have brought those from somewhere, because that shit takes a long time to grow. The ones we had in Memorial Park weren't going to have anything for years. You want to keep it down? All right. You got clippers? Something for this? I got pliers, but they're not very good. Well, maybe if we just push it far enough, we can squeeze. Stop! What? Let go of it. What? Look really carefully there. The gate's wired. Oh, shit! Thanks for looking out, man. Jeez. 
Oh, okay. And then he saw all this stuff, and yes, then that's, yes, when they sh- are... that's when Victor launched Saul over the wall. Yeah, no, I'm I'm glad you said that because that's yeah, that's true. I was a little confused. Um, but yeah, you're right because then they attempt to cut through the fence, and then they notice it's wired. Yes. All right, and so then Victor gives Saul a boost, and he climbs over. Saul then pisses off the alarm in an attempt to lure the Mauler's back, and they immediately run back, back into the building. Correct. You idiot! Could have been a bomb. Yeah, now, now is when I don't think they've ever gone into the building in the first place. This is when they then go to get the perch to look at the garden. Oh, because I thought I heard, after he steals some food. I thought I heard that they went to the building and they went to the second floor so they could look over the fence. Maybe you're right. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I don't I know. It. Either way, something. Bees, let everyone know who's right at yes. this moment. Brit versus Nick. Ding, ding, ding. Brit. Okay. Um, <laughs> Round one. Fight. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Victor gives Saul a boost and Saul comes over the fence. So like I said, Saul then pisses off the alarm and attempt to lure the Maulers back and they run back into that building. Nothing happens. Hours pass. The sun is setting. Victor suggests perhaps looking for somewhere permanent well, to settle in and to come back and check things out. Permanent. But Saul suddenly Look, sees someone wrong. making their way fine, towards the fence. Wait, down. What? Something moved on the other side of the fence. I honestly was hoping it was Mr. Whiskers. Just saying. <laughs> I, I was hoping. But however, um, Mr. Whiskers, I think, is incapable of wearing a black hoodie and blue jeans and hiking shoes and a brown backpack. So uh, The only thing... Uh, Mr. Whiskers is capable of everything. Come on. <laughs> he has survived on his own. He, he has. tried to kill pegs twice. He, you're Come right. On. He's a very capable kitty. He... Just, ask, just ask Hitler. <laughs> And if anyone doesn't know what I'm talking about, <laughs> you have to find it on the forum. I'm not being mean. I'm not being mean-spirited. I'm not being racist. Whatever. Hitler has some thoughts about Mr. Whiskers. The yeah. end. Are you talking about what Hitler thinks of the finale video? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You, if you haven't um, like watched that yet, you really it's one of those Hitler spoofs. You know, everyone makes a spoof about, or they dub what Hitler's saying. The, the, the angry Hitler, but, where they under they dub under and make it just ridiculous. He's angry about something, yeah. but it has nothing to do with what Hitler would actually be angry about. Right, and so someone did that for We're Alive, and it was brilliant, because it came out not that long after the finale, and so it was just really funny. So check that out. Anyway, um, so this person, like I said, they're wearing black, black hoodie, hoodie, blue jeans, hiking blue shoes, jeans, brown backpack. Saul backpack knows how this person or people shoes. might be dressing alike to hide their just numbers. Victor, in turn, says, alike, oh, snap, and I thought that was brilliant. Oh, snap. That's like my fa- that's my favorite saying ever. Um, oh snap! Yep, this person has a sidearm and a key to the gate. This person resets the alarm and begins to leave. Saul and Victor decide to leave as well, with Victor going into the truck. Hey, Saul will get back in touch with Victor as soon as he finds out where this person has parked. Saul heads out with his M16 and he hears footsteps, but then silence. He doesn't see anything drivable. He's sure that this person is now gone, so he radios to Victor to tell him that he lost this person. I lost them. But he tells Victor then to wait. Wait. He sees something out, out of the, the corner, corner of his of eye, and the next thing he knows, his head is hitting car. the pavement. And the next thing I remember was the back of my head hitting the pavement. The person in the black hoodie crawls out from underneath the wrecked car. Saul's rifle is at his feet, so he's helpless. And then Saul sees the person pull out his pistol. Saul says, no! And the episode ends. Ah, no! Dun, 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 dun. Um, this was a pretty hearty episode, I thought. I think it came out I to like so 18 minutes of goodness. I really liked it. Yeah, it was, it was great. I mean, it's starting to push 
Because everyone was complaining that 25 did nothing. It didn't do anything. Nothing happened. <laughs> All right. Well, no. Now that we have got ourselves established into our new environments, you know, right. we're, we're, we're solidly locked into Fort Irwin and, you know, we're getting to the point where we're, inter- we're interested in what's going to happen with Michael and the military structure and mm-hmm. how he's going to fit into that and how the civilians fit into that. Because it seems like there's only military there so far. Right. And now we also have Saul and Victor exploring the wasteland of L.A. on their own. And Saul getting the drop. Saul getting getting dropped on by someone mm-hmm. that's in a hoodie that had a baton that cracked his ankle or whatever. Yeah, he and did this might not over. be the mauler that they're thinking. So we might be getting introduced to a whole new group of people. Right, because is- yeah, the, the garden thing doesn't seem like a mauler mo thing. It's also not something that they would wait for hours to come defend. Right, exactly. They, they usually keep their stuff close to them. Mm-hmm. I agree. Seemingly. And that was a big topic on the forums this week. Zombiepodcast.com slash forum is who is this person in a hoodie? Um, there's lots of theories. and But before we actually get to the theories, let's clarify a few things. Um, early on, when Victor saw the uh, apple and orange trees, um, he said, you know, the ones we had at Memorial Park took forever to grow. Or they were yeah. um, Casey said, you know, that was an oops. He was supposed to say Liberty Park. So that's, and he and yeah, he said he's also going to re-release the episode at some point to correct it. Right. So for now, if you have a downloaded episode with Memorial Park, think of it as like um, an imperfect it's a edition, an imperfect yeah Pokemon card, you know, that are worth yeah. a lot more. That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, um, and another one is Casey also clarified because there's the puck from the Maulers, and now we have the puck from um, Fort Irwin. So Casey said, Puck from the Maulers is a nickname. He was called that because he liked talkie. It was a little-known miscellaneous fact that no one really needed to know. Corporal Puck, Puck is his last name. It's Corporal Samuel Puck. There you go. So there you go. Clear that up. All right. So Adventureless Hero says about the hooded person, there's always the possibility that it is not the Maulers who have that small orchard, but rather some other group, maybe like an offshoot of the group that ran the water pumping station. That's just a random idea. Um, It's all goody, says, regardless of who it was that took out Saul, let's say it is someone associated with the Maulers, and they take Saul as a slave or hostage, what have you. Now, there is a reason for Saul to be paired up with Lizzie, at the least, to find out she's alive. What I'm saying is now that maybe getting caught is exactly what he needs. If it's a Mauler, yes, but he gets paired up with Lizzie, and then he's stuck in the Mauler camp. Right. So, I, I, you know, I can see how they go, how the story flow, could flow that way. Not sure I agree that that's what's happening. I don't. I have a question, too, because the Maulers are, as far as we know, they're heading south, and people are assuming to the colony, whatever, whatever. Now, 8th and Grand, people I saw on the forums looked it up on Google Maps, and it's relatively close to the tower. Well, yeah, I mean, they're on foot. It's so, not like they're going to be able to get that far in that amount of time. Although, again, of course, they had to get there and blah, blah, blah. It's the distance they had to travel to get there. But right. it is it is close, so it's not like... It's hard to imagine them, you know, if they're supposed to be heading south in a hurry or whatever to get to Dry or wherever <laughs> they are, that they would post up here. Right. Yeah. Yes. Um, Litmaster, more evidence that it wasn't the Maulers was a location. Okay, here we go. He said, I went to Google Maps and saw how close Ethan Grant is to the original tower. Seems very un-Mauler-like. Um, Vidja Game says, it'd be neat to think that there is some subgroup of survivors utilizing an underground network of tunnels. I don't know, though, with how long it took someone to respond. They could have parked a couple blocks away and went to the garden by foot. It could definitely go either way. Adventurous hero, I bet the hooded is Brit. She's finally going to get her role in real life. She and Pete have been setting up these secret orchards that he keeps fed with his endless supply of water. 
They have a badass lair in the sewers with its own power supply and copies of various Zelda games for each console generation. She spares Saul's life because he has a DS that happens to have a copy of Spirit Tracks in it. Phantom Hourglass. Spirit Tracks, no. <laughs> Phantom Hourglass. That's probably my favorite theory. Of all time. <laughs> of course it is, because it's Brit-centric, you it, egomaniac. I know. So, Nikudi... Says the biggest egomaniac on the forum. I was going to say, you don't even go there. I, I'm not, because I, <laughs> I understand that uh, Nick Voodoo personality of me mm-hmm. it, it is me turned up to 14. It's not even 11. It's not even 11. Good no. God. So, you seem to think it's not the Maulers. I don't think it's the Maulers. I think the Maul- having the Maulers be involved right now... Story-wise, to me, doesn't make too too much sense because it's way too easy to get Saul to his eventual goal mm-hmm. of Lizzie. And there's no hurdle. I mean, there's obviously going to be a hurdle no matter what happens. But there's no hurdle that he's had to leap over in order to get there. Yeah, so go through I don't all this shit I, just to get captured by a mauler and then, yeah. Right. At that point, why not capture him at the finale? Because then that adds even more... Uh, more mm-hmm. of a cliffhanger. What happens to Saul now that he's been captured? Right. But... I've, you know, I think that it's, it's not time for Maulers to have a hold of Saul yet. No, I foresee it's a group of survivors, you know, just a random yeah. group. And it's, it'll be an interesting new area to explore because, you know, we haven't really come across another rogue group of survivors yet. So, yeah. Um, let's see. I want to bitch because Saul <laughs> and Victor did not pick up Mr. Whiskers. And I am a total yeah. cat person. Yeah. If I do not get married, I will be a crazy cat lady and I will have 27 cats running around my apartment. Pooping I am it. married. I am a crazy cat lady. Are you? How many cats do you have? Only two. Oh. But, you know, whatever. You're still crazy. Um, no, but like Ooh. when he was meowing, and I'm like, just pick him up. Like, what was so hard about picking up a freaking cat? I mean, unless they're worried because about him. Victor wants to kick him in the mouth. Ah, whatever. If they ever have a mice issue in their new settlement, you know, they would have a cat and pigs and would be happy. Uh, Michael would probably well, get some. I, again, uh, and I, I joke about it because I'm the one that put it into Mr. Whiskers' wiki page. Um, but Mr. Whiskers has tried unsuccessfully to get pegs killed twice. I don't know if pegs would be very happy to see Mr. Whiskers anymore. Okay, what was the second time? Well, the first the first time was uh, at the very beginning when they're all pointing guns at Zombie Kitty. You're right. And the second time was uh, Whiskers oh. climbing through the hole in, in during the war. That's and then right. the pipe bomb blows up and almost gets her killed. So Mr. Whiskers is like a bad omen. Absolutely. He's not even a black cat, but he's a bad omen. But I, I don't get it. Why can't I just pick up a freaking cat? Anyway, so I, I wanted to bitch about I that. I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. I, I am a very much a cat person, and I am very sad that they did not pick up Mr. Whiskers either. Yes. Um. Other than that, I, I know you did you say the forums had a poll going on with who they thought the hooded person was? Yes. I created a poll because Casey suggested it, mm-hmm. and I think it's a really cool idea. So if you have a thought, get in on it now, because odds are we're going to find out. You know, Monday. Hopefully. Potentially. Hopefully. God, And this hooded me. person might even be a chick. It might be. Specifically, it could be CJ from the other tower. That that's was another... The, yes. That's a popular theory. It could be a member of the other tower other than CJ. Uh, mm-hmm. It could be a mauler. could be a survivor of the tower that we didn't know survived. And for those it that could... don't remember, CJ was, from what I took of it, like the head planner, head honcho of the second tower. S- yes. CJ was the she. chick. It was a she. She. Was, she. She. Yes. She was the chick in charge of the other tower. Uh, you remember Kalani brought her up uh, in mm-hmm. chapter, I think, 11, once he got to um, the Back tower and was tower. explaining about the other tower. Um, it could be a mauler, which we've already sort of said we don't agree with, mm-hmm. uh, the survivor of the tower, specifically Sean, who was... Uh, um, from the colony, right? And he was the guy in charge yeah, he was before the guy, Marcus. He, 
Right, he was the guy that Michael was taking over the role of uh-huh. when he was there, uh, but he was supposed to have died, and some people think it's Sean. Interesting. Then there's the new, then there's the new survivor group, a member of the colony, and other. So well, one's put ahead. your vote in. Pardon? Well, what one's ahead? Like one has the most votes. Right now, it's uh, the a member of a new survivor group we have yet to meet. So yes. that's the most popular one. That's got seven votes versus like two mm-hmm. for everyone else. Um, some people think it's Skittles. But oh god, just... <laughs> I don't <Stop>! think so. <laughs> no, uh, some somehow the neurotic Skittles, who doesn't like to be around anybody, is a very quiet, shy social person. So then became an aggressive a hole that mm. like hides under cars and clubs people in the ankles and then holds a gun <laughs> to their face. I Did... feel like there's a personality split in there. Okay, okay, this is just like how I have Skittles picture in my head. Have we re- gotten an official description of him? I just have to imagine like he's a big bully. <sighs> I can't remember. I f- oh, my God. I feel like we did. I feel like we did, and I feel like I was surprised because Skittles ended up not being described as a big old hulking character. Maybe I'm yeah, making I, this up, though. I don't know. I, I, I can't figure out if this is... My mental image of, of Skittles is really specific in my own head. Right. But I'm not sure if it was because Casey put it in there or if I just imagined it myself now. Exactly. That's exactly but my opinion. If, you, if, you, if you're looking for the description of Skittles, it's back in, like, whatever, Chapter 9, whatever, just before... When we first meet him, that's when we would have had him described. That's when they're going Angel, after Dot, too, right? In the, right, and okay. Angel would have described him. Right. Uh, I'm positive Angel described him in some manner. We know that he doesn't have shoes. But right. I feel like he's like a little soft in the midsection, um, yeah. sort of like shortish hair. And I'm not sure, again, I'm really not sure if this is me making it up or if it's something that Casey put out there. Not sure either. Yeah, I really don't know. All right. Well, I think that is actually going to cover it for this episode of We're Not Dead. Not a heck of a lot to talk about. Once we get another person in here, you know, we'll have some other ideas to bounce off of. Um, I'm going to go through the listener mail and get some questions ready because I know you guys did send a lot in. I really appreciate that. However, it is a jumbled clusterfuck right now. (laughs) So next week we will cover that. We'll have Voodoo's predictions and we'll have another guest on. Hopefully it'll be in Transit 74. Fingers crossed. Oh, and hey. Yeah. While you were thinking of like social media stuff and blah, 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 blah. Huh? Have you ever heard of the Shorty Awards? I have. Would you care to explain how this is relevant to our Well, podcast? this is relevant because we are all supposed to be voting for uh, We're Alive at the Shorty Awards. We are. Really simple. Go to shortyawards.com slash we're alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, no, just go to shortyawards.com. I'm not going to even try and give you the actual web address because that's just too complicated. Shortyawards.com. Highlight categories, look for web nope, show. No, you can You'll... go for shortyawards.com slash we're alive. Yep, you're right. Oh, is that it? Uh-huh. Oh, perfect. Shortyawards.com slash we're alive. And then you'll see something for uh, we're alive in the web show award. And it'll give you a perfect little thing. All you have to do is if you have a Twitter account, it's got it set up for you. All you have to do is say, I nominate we're al- at we're alive mm-hmm. for a shorty award in hashtag web show because, and fill in the blank as to Let why. Let me read mine. I nominate We're Alive for a Shorty Award in web shows, in web show, because they rock my socks and give me podcast farter, 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 <laughs> farter, because <laughs> they rock wow. my socks and give me podcast fodder for We're Not Dead podcast. That's like a podcast fodder for. That's a that's a tongue twister. <laughs> Absolutely, uh, mine was. Oh God, where is it? I don't even remember now. It was. Kind of entertaining, I yeah. thought at least. Well, whatever. I thought mine was entertaining too, but it came out like a big old clusterfuck. So, 
Uh, uh, Nick Voodoo, I nominate At We're Alive for a Shorty Award in Web Show because it is as infectious as a zombie bite. Oh, that's a good one. Isn't it great? Yes. Yes. So there you go. That's all you got to do. And then from another one of my accounts uh, was, actually, I'm not going to say that out loud. I didn't vote twice. Oh, no, no, we don't we don't do that kind of thing. No, absolutely no. not. No. Um so yeah, make sure you do that because you know, if they get nominated for a shorty word, that means they get more publicized, which means more opportunities for awesome we're alive shenanigans and live events and more longer chapters and episodes. Yep. And currently <laughs> we're live is in eleventh place and we have hundred and ninety seven votes, so let's keep going. Let's get into the top ten. Oh that's it. At the very oh, yeah. least. Hell yeah. Let's, yeah, we can do yeah, we're, that. Yeah, we we have hundred and ninety seven votes and just so you guys know, we tried to put it out there that if we got five hundred votes by Super Bowl Sunday, we would have actually got chapter twenty six two quicker and earlier. But we didn't get there, obviously, because we're still at 197. So let's go. Yeah. Let's get some votes let's for Casey. Let's do it. Let's, da, da, da. let's do it. Da, 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 da. Shortyawards.com. Twitter, Twitter changed like their layout, and it looks really shitty. Okay, that's totally unrelated. All right. So, again, <laughs> thank you for listening to We're Not Dead. Thank you, Nick Voodoo, for coming on. Of course, my love. Yeah. Oh, and I will thank all of you listeners. And hopefully next week we'll have a longer episode for you. <laughs> longer. All right, guys. We're out. <laughs> Dirty bird. <laughs>